Hey again, everybody. So just like I mentioned in the beginning of the last episode uh, on that praise report episode, um, Napoli and I, my fiance and I, we had an awesome, blessed opportunity um, from one of our friends, Alex, uh, um, to go give a speech on trusting in God uh, to some high schoolers that were on retreat and uh, the north side of the greater Detroit area a few weekends ago, and I did not record it. I even had the recorder on me, but I did not record it. So it's not going to be the same, and Napoli's such a better speaker than I am, so um, you're going to miss out on her. <laughs> so I apologize ahead of time, but I do feel like it was something uh, that was worthy of sharing. So I want to share it with all of you guys. So just to recap, I tried to take the best notes I could to kind of give uh, an overview of what we did, and it's not going to be as like... Um, yeah, I w- we were really into it, you know, So, um, and now I'm just sitting in my living room doing this. So, all right, so before, when we when we first got asked to do this, we both separately were praying about it, and as soon as when I started praying, Abraham got brought up, and then when I talked to Napoli, like, anything coming to you, um, and she was separately praying, we weren't even together, she said, I don't know, Abraham came up, <laughs> so we got to figure out what that means, and that was just awesome, and, like, the Lord just kept, like, adding more and more revelation to like what he truly wanted to say about Abraham um, as we got closer and closer. And then when we looked at the materials, we just saw that uh, right before our speech, the kids were actually going to do a skit on Abraham. So it was just awesome. Like that was just clearly from the Lord and um, what he wanted to say to those kids and uh, the example of what Abraham gave us. So, so this is essentially what our speech was. So I, um, St. Paul calls Abraham our father in faith because he was the first to believe in the promises of God. So he trusted God and out of obedience, he became our father in faith. He became the example of our father in faith because he believed in the promises of God and out of trust and obedience, he followed the, he followed the uh, um, what God was telling him to do. And so I'm going to come back to that, but let's first look at like the bigger picture of salvation history because right in the middle of this Lent season and during the speech, it was during the Lent season still, we're always so thinking about like, what am I going to do for Lent? And we always ask each other, what are you doing for Lent? What are you doing for Lent? What are you doing for Lent? And yet our motivation has to, we have to make sure that our motivation is out of a response of what God has already done. It's a response to his love for us. It's not, what am I going to do? for God? What am I going to do for myself or self-mastery or self-control? And that's part of it. But it's first and foremost, and this is where all of it flows from, is acting out of love and out of that divine love and that divine grace that he offers us. So um, it's responding to God's love and it's his victory that he's already done for us and that he desires to actualize it already into our life. And so in the very beginning in Genesis, when God created everything and he saw everything was was very, very good, and he made man and woman his image and likeness, and he gave them free will, and they fell right at the very beginning in Genesis 3.15, even right after the fall, they felt shame, they felt scared, they, were, uh, they felt distant from God, um, they blamed each other, they even blamed God. Genesis 3.15, God already promises a solution. There is no problem without a solution. He says, I will put enmity between you and the woman that's fulfilled in Mary. And I will put enmity between your seed and her seed. 
and that is fulfilled in Jesus. Jesus is that seed that comes and defeats uh, the and crushes the head of Satan, right? So he's already providing a, a solution to this. And so now we go through just salvation history. That was the first promise. But then as you continue, what was the biggest, the largest event that happened for the Jewish people in salvation history? It was the Exodus. So they were kept in slavery in Egypt. And God, through Moses, leads the Israelites out of the wilderness and into the promised land that uh, Joshua leads them into. And so, but God, that he wanted everybody to participate in the Exodus, So what does he do? He tells them every year, do this meal. Celebrate this meal, which is communion, which is sacrifice, which is a remembrance, which is a direct participation in that event. So it's the Passover meal that happens every single year, just as the Christians are having Holy Friday, our Jewish brothers and sisters are doing the Passover. So whether it was 4,000 years ago or today, during that Passover meal, the Jewish people, they the the head of the household would sit, will sit, and they say, God did this for me. I was let out. I was set free out of captivity. I did that. My family was was saved from Egypt and we were led into the promised land. So it is an actualization. Like it is a re-participation, a re-presentation in order for us to participate in that salvation act of God. And because God didn't want his people to forget what God has done for them. And when he sent the prophets, their main message was, remember what God did for you. Don't forget. Stop forgetting. Don't forget. Turn back to the God, to God that who led your ancestors and you out of slavery and into freedom and into the promised land. And all of this, especially so the Passover meal, this was fulfilled in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. In Jesus, his victory is already won for us. He just wants to actualize it. So like when people are healed, it's Jesus's victory that's already won, that's breaking into the world. He, he wants his world to be part. We want, he wants us to participate in his victory that he's already done. And in John 16, 33, he says, I have Uh, I've told you all these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so he's saying that he's already won victoriously. And yet even here on this world, you might have struggles. You might have, you're still gonna have problems. But guess what? I've given you a cross and you're not there walking it alone. I am walking with you on that cross and my victory is gonna, wants he wants that his victory on the cross and his resurrection to be actualized in our life. And so just like he was, he was celebrating the Passover on that Holy Thursday before his crucifixion. And when he said, do this in remembrance of me, this is my body given up for you. This is my blood of the eternal covenant given for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. It's just like the Passover meal, but this is now supernatural in the sense that this is an eternal victory over death, over sin, and you can enter into eternal life, enter into life and life abundantly in this. So every single time you go to mass, he says, do this remembrance of me. You are participating directly in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus in the very victory that he has already won for you. He wants us to remember what uh, uh, what he's done for us and not only remember, but directly participate in it. So every single time you go to mass, you are participating in it. And so... Uh, 
even after Jesus' death and resurrection, St. Paul, he continues to talk about Abraham, Abraham, our father in faith. Why does he do this? Because he is uh, the perfect example of trusting in God's promises and what God has already done. So uh, when you back up now, back to Abraham, um, it sounds like God, because his name was Abram, and it almost sounds like God was like mocking Abram because he says, I'm going to call you Abraham because you are going to be the father of many nations. Yet he was childless at an old age. It looked like he was not going to have any kids. And then God gives him one, one child and his name is Isaac. And it's the biggest gift he's ever been given, right? Because that's what he wanted and he's going to be the father of many nations. He has this one kid. And then God asks him to go out into the wilderness with his son Isaac. And so he goes out of obedience and he was so willing to do whatever God wanted him to do that he was even willing to sacrifice his own son. The very one thing that he was given, the very gift that he was given, he was willing to give it back to the gift giver himself because he realized the promise of God is and the plan of God is greater than him. And the gift giver himself is bigger than any gift than you could ever give. And he's willing to even go so far as that one gift that he had in his son, Isaac, he was willing to give him back to God. But God stopped him. And he said, no, I'm going to provide the lamb. It's going to be me that brings about the victory for your people. And so this is all fulfilled in Jesus because God spares his only begotten son. He, does, he tells Abraham that I'm going to be the one that does this. I'm going to bring victory for your people. And so Jesus, he is identified as the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And you hear that, hear that every single time you go to mass because that is the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. That is the lamb of God that has overcome the world and is victorious over sin, death, all of our problems, and he wants to actualize it. Remember what God has done for you. So Abraham, he was promised three things. He was promised land, which was fulfilled in Moses. He was promised a kingdom that was fulfilled in David, and he was promised a worldwide blessing, which was fulfilled in Jesus. All of those happened after Abraham's death. And yet he believed Abraham, the father of many nations, yet he only had one son in his lifetime. And this is why he is our father in the faith, because he is the perfect example of trust, knowing, trusting in God's promises and acting in trust and obedience that we are called to. Uh, and so when, the, for just a personal side, when I fell in love with Jesus, when I became Catholic and I fell in love with Jesus, I was willing to give my life for him. I, I thought I was gonna be entering the priesthood, selling my house, and I wanted, that was the, my biggest way. I was like, I want to give my life to Jesus. So this is the best way I can know how is just get rid of everything and go into the priesthood and serve him that way. But he has a different plan for me. But it was out of my response, out of what's got, what God has just done for me and his mercy and love and his healing graces over my life and the joy and peace that he's brought into my life constantly day by day and has given me the grace and strength to overcome struggles. I want to give my life to him. And yet, it was his plan that says, no, I, I want you to be a dad. I want you to be a father. I want you to raise children. And I want you to be the image of Jesus to Napoli. I want you to be the one to, to bring her to heaven. I want you to be her dance partner, <laughs> as Napoli and I uh, as, like to say it. And, um, and so, just like Abraham, it's that gift that God has given me. But I have to be willing and I need to give 
God back the very gift that he has given me. So I need to die to myself like Jesus did for the church to actualize his victory for Napoli, for me, for our relationship, for our future children. And there's going to be brokenness. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be tough situations. And, um, but just like Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And so out just like Abraham, I need to give Napoli the gift that he has given me back to God because it is such a gift. I want to, got to give the gift back to the gift giver. And that is also when we participate directly in God's victory and what he has already done for us. And so that was my part of the speech. And then Napoli got up there and killed it. And she is just so awesome and attentive to the Holy Spirit. And because this was her part of the speech was, Um, she had a plan and everything. And just like a lot of times the Lord prompts her to go one way and just like Abraham out of trust and faith and obedience, she follows whatever he wants to say. So, uh, her talk was a lot on, she started out, there's so much, so many things in this world and relationships are messy and situations are tough and, and messy and it can be hard to trust people. And, uh, we have a God though that, um, Peter himself denied the Lord three times and yet God still makes him the first Pope. And that's the God we serve. His redemption, his love, his mercy, his, um, his willingness uh, and his grace to strengthen us is always present to us. And so then she asked the kids on how do you get to, how do you get to know a friend? You spend time with them. You get to know them. You hang out with their friends. One kid said, you lend money to them. Okay, is he trustworthy? You know, is he gonna pay back or whatever? And so um, how do you get to know Jesus? Begin reading scripture, pray, talk to him. And what Na- it was just so beautiful. Napoli said, when she start- first started reading scripture, she noticed that every single story about Jesus, he was always there. He never let anybody down. He didn't let a friend down. He didn't disappoint people. And he was always there. And so once you come to know Jesus and his trust and his love for people and uh, his love for you, no matter what situation, you can thank God ahead of time. Blessed Slanus Casey, Napoli is the best, the best example of anybody that I've known that does this. Thanking God ahead of time and actually thanking God in advance because she knows that God is going to bring it out for the good of those who love him, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. And then we just invited uh, the, she invited the kids to invite Jesus into their hearts, even if they're not ready to give him their full hearts, just give them a crack. And because he's worthy of your trust to get to know him because he's your friend. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just such an awesome experience. And Napoli's talk was so much better than what I just gave it credit for. But those were some of the high points that I just felt like sharing on this talk. And, um, uh, and then we gave them some reflection points and they went into small groups, but just some scripture that I, that we added on for them to, uh, to take in prayer that I wanted to share with you guys is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which says, for I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. John 10.10, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly, Jesus says. 
In John 14, 12 through 14, Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater works than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Galatians 2, 20. St. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And then two uh, quotes from saints, Blessed Stannis Casey, thank God ahead of time, of course. And then just this beautiful quote that I actually saw like a few days beforehand uh, from St. Augustine, my patron saint. He says this, No matter how great the promises the Lord has made us for the future, we must realize that the things he has already done for us are greater still. Can anyone doubt that he will share his life with the saints when he has already given them his death? And that is a beautiful encapsulation of that entire talk, trusting in God because what God has already done, it's not what we are going to do. It's participating it's trusting and it's knowing and it's believing and it's in this faithful awesome good victorious god that we believe in that can redeem us from any situation it's because he's already done it for us his victory is eternally present and he wants that to be broken into our lives here and now he wants earth or he wants to heaven to invade the earth that kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and he wants to do it for you and he's done it for so many people over and over and over again every single day. He is just revealing himself. And I invite you, anybody that's listening to this, just ask Jesus. Jesus, if your victory is real, if you're real, I open my, the tiniest part of my heart to you. I ask that you reveal yourself to me. Show me your peace, your presence here and now, your joy. Show me what you think about this situation, these struggles that I'm going through, this relationship that I'm struggling with, and this memory that I have that I can't get over. Jesus has already redeemed it. Jesus' power, his resurrection from that cross, he's already redeemed that situation for you. He's already won the victory for you. He wants you to participate in it. Give him your heart. I promise you it's worth it. I promise you it's worth it. I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. God would rather die than live without you. And he did not give himself over for a life of mediocrity, a life of, of, um, of any limitation. He wants you to live life and life abundantly. And so... Um, Jesus loves you so much. I'm praying for you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to me. And I'm so sorry that I did not record the talk because it, because it, it really was so much better <laughs> talking and especially Napoli. Like she's just such a boss. You guys got to hear her talk more. Maybe I should let her get on this podcast. Huh? Everyone, all the women just said, yes, get Napoli on this podcast now. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll, we'll get to, we'll get there too. All right. God bless you all. I'm praying for you. Have an awesome Holy week. God bless.